0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy.
1: Fall That's what the poster said.
0: See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because
1: nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm
0: into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read at PG 13. Welcome to the Auburn Live Podcast, your home for
1: bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics.
0: Where do you go? Where do you go? Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome into the Monday edition of Inside the 20 with myself, Keith Niebuhr. It is our job, our goal, to get as much recruiting intel to you with Inside the 20-minute mark. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor for Auburn Live on 3. If you're not a member of that site now, is the perfect opportunity because we have news flowing and news coming. Plenty of news from the recruiting weekend. A lot of recruits showed up. We're going to go over that real quick. Joined as I always am by Mr. Keith Nieber. Keith, how the hell are you, buddy?
1: I'm good, Jeffrey. Man, uh, it's another, another interesting weekend. Let's put it that way. Never dull on the planes, is it?
0: Never, never a dull minute on the planes. Even yesterday, uh, when I went to get post visit interviews, some exit interviews from the official visitors, sitting there waiting on the guys and watched a cat get run over. And oh my god. And uh, three, you know, college chicks were freaking out. It was – they called the cops. I think the cat made it. I think they rushed him to the vet. Ah. So, uh, T's and P's for that cat. Um, T's and P's for the cat. I think he was okay. Yeah, lots to get over – lots to talk about from this weekend. A lot of recruits showed up for the game. Um, A lot of positive – uh, interviews, a lot of positive quotes from guys who saw it. It was a back-and-forth game. The atmosphere was incredible. But before we get to all that, Keith, I want to give a, a big hat to Caleb Schofield, our sponsor for the show, Caleb Schofield, from Mike Patton Auto, if you're looking for a new or used vehicle in, anywhere in the country because he delivers. Give Caleb Schofield a call, 334-531-0966. in LaGrange, Georgia. He sells new Ford, Lincoln, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and even Hondas. Got a... Got a fantastic used car vehicle lot. And everything comes with a warranty. All used cars pass a multi point inspection before they get them off the lot. And they back those used cars with a free three month, 3,000 mile warranty. The new cars are even better. Comes with a free lifetime powertrain warranty, unlimited time, unlimited mileage. Big deal there for all your new cars. Not in the market. Know somebody who is. Caleb will give you $300 for the referral. Give Caleb a call, 334-531-0966. We appreciate Caleb's support of the show. We uh, encourage everybody to support him as well. Keith, you heard a lot of the interviews from the post-game interviews. A lot of different tone than the post-Penn State game interviews. We listened to Quay Russo. We listened to James Smith, two five-star guys. And I thought, uh, Keith – to specify, I thought the two most more intriguing guys that visited were Ruben Bain, the four-star Edge from Miami Central, as well as the three-star offensive lineman Clay Whedon from Carroll Day in Tampa. Uh, but what were your thoughts? Listening to those interviews, Keith.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I feel like the kids were being genuine. We caught them in a moment of emotion, and we heard a lot of we in those interviews, but uh, yep. those kids mm-hmm. referring to Auburn as we, uncommitted kids. Now. That's not uncommon. If you're at a school, you're pulling for that school nine times out of ten. And uh, so uh, there was a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of energy, a lot of positivity. I mean, it, look, the atmosphere at Jordan here is always great. The difference between this game and the Penn State game is that this wasn't just atmosphere three hours before the game until halftime. This was three hours or four hours before the game until you know after the game. And it was, it was nonstop all day. And the kids were excited to be there. They enjoyed themselves. Uh, a friend of mine spent some time with the uh, a bunch of the kids from South Florida after the game and and said that all of them had been there before, but this was such a new experience for them. I mean, they're used to going to to games down at, at, at other schools. We'll say, well, we don't have to name which ones, where the crowds aren't always that good. It's not that electric. And, and they were blown away. So Auburn's making some headway down in South Florida. Um, and... Uh, you know, other kids loved it too. I mean, they just, they just like visiting Auburn in general, but on a game day, a big game at Auburn, there's really not too many places like it. Now I'm not going to say there's nothing like it. That's, we don't know that I haven't been to every place. I'm sure it's electric at a lot of different schools, but this was an all day environment that was off the, off the chart for these kids. And that's going to leave a good taste in many of their mouths, regardless of any cloud that hangs over the coaching staff right now, the current coaching staff. So um, you know, again, a, a moment of positivity. And the thing is, like, kids, again, are a lot more cerebral. Not cerebral. They're a lot more – what's the word I'm looking for, Jeffrey? When they – maybe pragmatic. When, when a team loses, they don't always – right. they're not going to jump off the boat. Now, they don't – or jump out of the boat. They don't have as much invested as a fan, let's say, that's been going to Auburn games for 30 years. But uh, the question is, as great as it went, and, uh, their experience, even though Auburn lost, they, they loved being there. They loved pulling for Auburn and getting into it. Uh, it's one game doesn't kill you, but we've talked about, well, what does that one game mean to the coaching staff though? And now there's more negative noise. And so on the one hand, you've got the negative noise out there, pretty much reaching a feverish pitch. And uh, but on the other hand, the, the guys that were there loved it. And regardless of what happens to the coaching staff, uh, you know, that might make an impact for some of these kids. I don't know. It's it's we're in a weird spot right now. Very to, weird. You know, what does it really mean? What does it mean for a guy like Ruben Bain, who I know you love and I love, and gosh, I think you interviewed him after the game and he was raving about it. And, and I spoke to a South Florida source who said, listen, if if, if Ruben knew the coaching staff was definitely going to be here, I think Auburn might get him." And, you know, that's a pretty, pretty big statement, pretty bold statement, but Ruben doesn't know what's going to happen. So there's, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. The coaching staff doesn't know what's going to happen. The fans know what's going to happen, but, just that game as a whole, though, just that in its own entity, uh, it was something special for the kids there.
0: It, it really wasn't, and and, um, and I, somebody asked me on the corner last night, maybe yeah, it was last night about the atmosphere at Auburn. And as good as it was, it was still like a in Auburn standards, like a seven point five. Yeah, I saw,
1: you, I saw that you said that, that. You really so it wasn't even. What, what So what was it, a couple notches below like an Iron Bowl or what? Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and like at the start of the game, the, the corners of the upper deck were still yet to be filled in. And it was loud. But, again, you go back to that Iron Bowl a year ago, that was freaking – that that was off the charts. It really was. That was one of the better environments inside that stadium that I've seen throughout the game. And, and don't get me wrong, a lot of these kids were – like Reuben Baines it's the best environment I've ever seen. And I thought, man, you know, for Auburn standards, that was kind of a B minus. It was kind wow. of a B minus. You could tell you could tell there was some hesitancy in these guys and in the fans. And, you know, when the game's going back and forth, and it looks like Auburn should really win this game. You're up 17 to nothing at home. And, you know, it, it was almost like everybody was waiting for it to happen, you know, waiting for something negative to happen. And then it happened. You know, and, and then, you know, what was it, the uh, the, the fumble by uh, – the turnovers is what just took the air out. And, and then But the fans just kept coming back. So did the defense. And then it was just like one thing after another there towards the end of the game. And I don't want to say the fans expected it, but, again, there was something keeping that from going up to a 9 or a 10 level. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm guessing it was the hesitancy of, of the fans just kind of worried about what's going to happen. but
1: so, Jeff, here's something that, that helped Auburn with the, with the kids, I think, with the recruits. Those recruits, they still see LSU as being a powerhouse. Now, my eyes and your eyes tell us differently. Now, that's not the same LSU. It's no. not, not the same Auburn. But to a lot of those pr- prospects, it, it was. It, and it, it,
0: it, it was Auburn-LSU, man. Yeah, that's
1: right. Auburn, Auburn was toe-to-toe with LSU and easily could have won. I don't ever say should have won, although maybe Missouri should have won. By the yeah. way, the guy the guy from Missouri that missed the uh, the chip shot field goal week earlier, big two, dog made two fifty yarders against Georgia. The same guy, but anyway, that's football. He probably warmed
0: up before he came. Yeah,
1: I think again a lot of positivity. An offensive lineman, Clay Whedon, down in Florida, committed to Michigan State. May not be able to make it to a Michigan State game this year. Uh, it's you know he's already taken his official visit up there, but he was able to make it to Auburn. Loved it. Loved the atmosphere, the energy, the fight in the team. That's another thing. You know, you mentioned Quay Russo and James Smith, and I listened to your interviews with them, and they both mentioned the fight of the team, that they were were impressed. There was no quit. Uh, Auburn – I think Auburn was better than people – I mean, look, I think LSU probably isn't as good as people thought, but I think Auburn played better than most of these kids probably thought they were going to play, kids being the recruits. I mean, look (sighs) – it, even though Auburn lost, you couldn't ask for too much of a better atmosphere. Absolutely, too much of a, much of a better day for a recruit. They, uh, the Miami kids, all the South Florida kids, they got to tour the facilities. They got to see what the new football-only facility is going to look like. Um, they got to go to a game where there was more than thirty thousand people there. Uh, they loved it, and so did a lot of the other guys too. And it was a fun environment. And it might not have been the Iron, it might not have been the the uh, the Deep South oldest rivalry with Georgia, but it was fun. And they had a good time, and that's going to leave a, a taste in their mouth. And now, if Brian Harson and his staff can survive, then it becomes a huge positive.
0: Absolutely.
1: But, uh, you know, the, if they don't survive, I you know, it, it look, it may not help you at all with the 2023s because you wouldn't know who a new staff would even want, quite frankly. Right. But the 2024s that went, that, rem, that would remain on a new staff's radar and, and be pursued by them, will always have that good taste in their mouth with Auburn. 2024s, 2024s from South Florida, 2024s from Georgia, from Alabama, from all over that made it, 2025s. They'll remember that game. They'll remember that environment, and they'll say the next time they get an invite to go to Auburn, they'll think, you know what, I had a great time the last time I went. Let's go again. So it's there's no negative, really, in terms of recruiting impact. It just remains to be seen how much of a positive it'll be.
0: Yeah, and I, and I think we've talked about this, but the, getting these recruits, these top recruits from all these classes, even uh, I think there was a 2026 guy there, uh, a couple of them actually, that Auburn had offered. Wow. Uh, but you know, the coaches, um, Rusic and Usher and all those guys, getting these – Fabianich, I, I heard his name mentioned a couple of times in, in recruiting. As a matter of fact, Keith, you had posted an insider note on the corner yesterday about Drew Fabianich and uh, Rock Bellantoni being a – two big deals in those South Florida kids coming up to the game. I believe that's what you said, right?
1: Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, I mean, I yeah, I kind of like all the guys over there. We know them all personally. And, you know, Ruzik, Steven Ruzik, Darren Usher. You know, Darren Usher, again, I feel like he sort of gets a bad rap on the message boards. I mean, that guy was doing the job of like six people that mm-hmm. first year. I mean, did he have some missteps? Probably. We all do. I do every day. But, you know, nobody knows about mine. Uh, but, yeah, Drew Fabianich, uh, you know, the, the GM of, of Auburn football came in this summer right before Big Cat weekend, and he was at that, at, at that event. And I guess he's also director of scouting, too. Now, I'm not as – you know, I, I I don't even really – the scouting side of it to me, I don't know. I But but the recruiting side of it is, is the most important side to me because recruiting is relationships, and now they're uh, – you know, you got NIL and all that stuff. But, anyway, to answer your question, a lot of South Florida people – uh, you know, you and I could tell. We, we just know. We both had conversations with Rock Bell and Tony, and you could just tell he's a different kind of guy, uh, uh, just a, a incredibly personable guy, and it's not forced in any way. Like it is with, you know, quite frankly, you know, a good bit of assistant coaches across the college landscape. They want to coach ball, maybe not just talk to people all day. Seems like he can do both, and and effortlessly. He's a conversationalist. He gets to know people, and that is resonating down with prospects in South Florida. They're in the ball game with some guys. Uh, Edwin Joseph, a defensive back that they just recently offered they're They're in it with him. Uh, he's at Hollywood Chaminade. They're making a lot of inroads down at that school. Ruben Bain, the four star five star, whatever he is right now with Miami central edge rusher. They're in it. Auburn's in it because of Rock Bell and Tony, and maybe no other reason really. Um, and so, you know, he's a guy that worked at FAU. He's got a lot of South Florida connections and and that's, that's something where you'd like to see what he could do in a four or five year window, Jeffrey. Mm. I don't know if he's gonna hit it. We don't know. We don't know what the right. future holds. But a lot of good things about him, and then also Fabianic too, who uh, people say is just an organizational freak, and uh, he's communicating a lot with people at the high school level, and uh, he's made a good good impression. He's made a very good impression. At the end of the day, you still got to get your head coach on the phone. The head coach still has to be actively involved, but. Uh, by all accounts, Drew Fabianich is uh, is is really kind of rolled up his sleeve since he got there. And uh, oh, absolutely, you
0: know, you know, you know, there there are two things when it comes to recruiting. You're talking about relationships with the coaches and stuff, and also the atmosphere. And at this point, yeah. where Auburn is right now in this lull or this, I, uh, you know, you're kind of just spinning your tires right now because you don't know yeah. which way it's going to go. But there's two things you you're selling your your relationships with the coaching staff, uh, and then you're selling Auburn. And I think if nothing else, that this coaching staff is selling right now is Auburn in this environment, so that when a kid gets ready, you know, do not want to go to Auburn and play in front of that hee ho crowd? No, there is none of that. Um, I think if nothing else, you're selling that that environment, that home feel uh, for these kids. You're wanting, you're, you're making them want to come back, Keith. Next year, those, Miles Graham was there this year, uh, this past weekend, the Florida commitment, who's a stud linebacker. You had Jeremiah Beeman, the stud demons lineman, several 2024s. Um, fat Fat Burnett, Jamari Burnett was there. So a lot of 2024 guys that you're going to be in on, Georgia, from Georgia, from Florida, from Alabama, all those guys were there, or a lot of those guys were there Saturday night. And, Keith, imagine had – Auburn lost to Penn State in the same fashion as they did LSU. And You know, because going into that Penn State game, we said the only thing that can't happen is for Auburn to get just you know blown out, run off the field, and they did. I don't think I don't think Auburn was prepared. I don't think Auburn was a good enough team to to, to stay in the game with Penn State. But the, the here, okay, here's what my point is. This, yeah, you said it best, Keith, and I'm going to repeat this on every show I'm on this week on all the Auburn line, you said it absolutely best on the message board. You said, I feel better about Auburn after this loss than I do, than I did after any win so far this year.
1: Well, I was three sheets to the win when I wrote that, I think, Jeff, but that's another, another well, you need to, you need to be <laughs> I more. That. I know. Well, look, I mean, they, they showed a lot of fight, you know, uh, they looked more talented than they had the last few weeks. They look like they can play with some people now. The question then becomes: Is it because you know they were so much better, or is LSU just really not the LSU we're used to seeing? And it probably looked look
0: like a top twenty-five team to me. I think they they managed to get. I mean, they're four and one.
1: Yeah, yeah, four and one with a yeah. one-point loss to FSU. They're not. They're not a terrible team, but uh, you know. But I mean, they, they again, Auburn showed a lot of fight, and also Robbie Ashford threw for over three hundred yards. I and mean, he had a couple mistakes, but. I think at the end of the day, if you lose a close game and your quarter, your young quarterback shows promise, that that gets people a little bit more energized. Again, the the question is, where are you now? Where are you headed? But uh, you know, but in terms of recruiting, I do think Auburn. Uh, I, I think they're make they they continue to make some headway. You know, Clay Whedon's a guy that I feel like if they really push for offensive lineman from Florida, I feel like they could maybe get him in the class. It's it's. Um,
0: you know, we haven't even mentioned the, uh, the official visitors. Tony Mitchell, the five-star yeah. deacons back from, and, and the one we'll be keeping a close eye on. you talking about Clay Whedon potentially being in this class. How about Alex Sanford, the linebacker committed to Arkansas?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, that's a guy that – uh, Who was
0: very careful and cautious with his words when he left. Yeah. He, he, was, he was very uh, intentional with his words. He didn't give a lot away. You know, he was like, that's all I'm going to say. Auburn has my eye. That's all I'm going to say. And – And and if you're just reading that on paper, it doesn't really say much. But if you were me and watching him say this and smile and kind of look and, you know, I'm not going to say anything else. You know, those words on paper don't really mean much. But his his body language and the way and the manner in which he said those things told me that Auburn has a lot more than his eye right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, it's again, it's so weird right now. So much of the fan base thinks it's a foregone conclusion that the staff isn't going to be here, that Brian Harson's not going to be here recruits are not looking at that way they're they're talking to these guys and and uh the coaching staff i I don't know somebody asked on the message board hey did they bring it up to these guys are you going to be back and i think some of them probably bring those concerns up during visits and their parents certainly do hey i want to know i'm going to be coached by you what's the latest and uh and so what does the coaching staff say they they say what they have to say which is i intend to be here i intend to be here that doesn't mean they will be there, but they intend to be there. And sure, there's, nothing, there's sure. nothing wrong with saying that. And they're having to really, it, it's tough. I mean, but you know, I plan to be
0: here for as long as, you know, as long yeah, as i
1: that's a, You know, if, if you've if you been a coach long enough, you've coached under every situation. Uh, hey, we got a lot of talent, and you may have to sit a while before you play, but trust us, you'll play and we'll get you the NFL or the opposite. Hey, we need you right now. I mean, they, they've been through, if you've coached for 15, 20, 25 years, you probably have coached. In, in every one of these types of situations. And uh, so while it's not ideal, a guy like Rock Bell and Tony has been around the block. A guy like Will Friend has been around the block. They, they know how to recruit kind of during these situations of uncertainty. But again, I, look, I credit to the staff. They're still getting these guys to visit. They're in the ballpark. They're, excuse me, they're in the picture with a lot of kids. Now it's just, we have to see what happens before we can, make any real projections one way or the other.
0: Yeah. You know, I um, read our good friend, Philip Marshall or column earlier earliest morning, but, and one thing I thought he, he came out and said is uh, something needs to happen soon, whether or not they're going to stay or go. And I, I think, you know, it, for guys like you and me, Keith, in this recruiting business, it's like we have to, we have to march on and cover these guys as though nothing's going on. Right. I mean, you, you can't uh, implant into interviews, hey, well, what if the, the coaches aren't here? That, that's not our job. So uh, I hope – and I've said it before, I think – I hope we know something by the end of this month of where this thing's going. And find find some resolution to it so that people can move on. So we'll uh, – is that kind of how you feel, Keith, you think?
1: Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, we can't – and, and we're, we're going over the 20-minute mark here, unfortunately. But like- <laughs> we have to ask more open-ended questions. Hey, what are the positives with Auburn? What are some of the potential negatives you see? We have to let them answer it. Let to tell us what's on the mind. Not does the coaching uncertainty um, right. does that scare you? And then the kid says, "Oh my God, I never thought of it. Yes, it does scare me." You know, so oh,
0: there's uncertainty here. I, I had no idea. Oh yeah, no, you can't yeah, inter, you can't you interject that stuff.
1: Yeah, now sometimes it's unavoidable. We we can't sure. help kind of insert ourselves in there. But uh, at this time, like again, a lot of the kids. They're not bringing it up, so why would we bring it up? Yeah, We're letting absolutely. them talk, and they're talk right now. They're talking about the relationships with relationships with the staff, the great atmosphere. They want to come back to more games. They want to come on official visits, and that's how we have to we have to uh, to handle things right now. Now, if and when something is a change is made, uh, again, if uh, then we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it, and and a lot of those kids will at that time as well.
0: Absolutely. It, 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 would, it would be a huge reset. Uh, but, uh, again, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Nothing to uh, to speak of right now as far as Newsworthy goes. Uh, these coaches are busting their ass. They're getting kids on campus. They're selling Auburn. That's the, that's the least you could expect of a, of a coaching staff right now, getting these kids in on campus and, and, and letting Auburn sell itself as well as some of these relationships with these assistant coaches. Hey, good stuff, Keith. Great weekend this past weekend for Auburn recruiting. They're going to be away from campus for the next three weeks. I think uh, you're going to Georgia this weekend. Got at Ole Miss. There's a vibe mixed in there before Arkansas comes back to town at the end of the month. Uh, three home games, Arkansas, Texas a Western Kentucky. I would expect those weekends to be another uh, – to be more recruiting weekends for Auburn. So y'all can check uh, y'all stay tuned to Auburn Live on three. If you're not a uh, subscribed to our YouTube channel, please do so now. You're watching us on YouTube. Go ahead and click that subscribe button, hit that like button, hit that notifications button, because we're going to be putting out free content all week long. Keith and I will be back on Wednesday to talk more recruiting. Uh, so everybody, uh, look forward to that. We'll have a call-in show Tuesday night, modcast on Thursday, and we'll do another little uh, recruiting show on Friday. Stay tuned all week, folks. We appreciate everybody listening, subscribing, and liking. Keith Niebuhr for Zach in the back. I'm Jeffrey Lee. Y'all stay to the left lane. See you.